Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all for being back on season eight of Black Canvas. We have another amazing special guest here on the show. His name is Matt Tucker. He was born in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and he was raised on country music. He was raised in a very musically inclined family, and Tucker has always loved to sing. And in 2008, he decided to get serious with his music career. He began playing in local honky-tonks with his father around Rock Hill, South Carolina, and he soon broke out as a solo artist playing acoustic gigs in the area. Tucker put together his first band a couple of years later and began to realize his full potential. He then started on his journey to Nashville. Tucker is influenced by some of country music's most known legends, such as George Strait, Alan Jackson, Johnny Cash, and Conway Twitty, and modern artists like Jake Owen, Jason Aldean, Chris Stapleton, Blake Sheldon, Luke Bryant, Kenny Chesney, and Garth Brooks. And his Southern upbringing shines through his songs, and his music reflects the new country sound with some 90s rocking ways. And we're so glad to have Matt Tucker here on Black Canvas. Thank you for being a part of the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I love your voice. I think that you stand for a lot of amazing things. We're going to kind of talk about at the end, of course, something really important and dear to your heart. But I came up with some fun questions that I thought we can use with some titles that I know that you know already. And I thought we'd kind of have a good time getting to know more about you and your history, if you're okay with that. Awesome. Shoot them at me. All right. So the first one we have is After Party. So if you have the opportunity to perform with any music artist that is currently in the top 100 charts in any genre, who would you choose? Oh, my gosh. That's that's a, definitely a tough one. I have so many favorites. Um, I would have to go, man, I'd, I'd probably choose like a Jason Aldean. Um. He's just on fire and it's more rocking, which is kind of leans to my live show. But there's so many other genres of artists that I, I love. So, yeah, I would have to roll with the Jason Aldean thing because I think it would be a cool, cool vibe on stage and it would be, you know, be fun. I think it'd be fun, too. And I kind of go back to Jason Aldean. He did a song called Got What I Got. And I think there's another one I remember he did, which was called Truth. I think that was like in 2018 or something. It was a while back he did it. Yeah. I love him. He's an amazing artist for sure. Yep. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Now, this is an even harder question. If you could party with this artist in Rock Hill, South Carolina, what venue would you take him to to kind of visit? In Rock Hill, well, <clears throat> sadly, we lost – um, one of our biggest honky tonks in the area um, that, you know, a lot of artists toured through a few years back and it was called the long branch. I would definitely take him there, but if, if he came through Rock Hill, I'd have to take him to one of the local eateries for sure. And there is a couple of watering holes I could, I could take him to and, you know, we could get down, but yeah, man, the, the big party place in Rock Hill is gone. But 25 minutes north in Charlotte, we still have Coyote Joe's, which is still a big rock and honky tonk. A lot of, a lot of uh, Nashville acts come through. Oh, really? So tell me about food. I know you said like 
hole in the wall kind of place to eat. What's one of your favorite foods that you like, Matt, that you think he will really enjoy? So I'm a, I have a huge, I have a huge palate as far as taste and what kind of foods I like. Um, there's a, there's a barbecue joint that I like to go to called the Dixie pig in rock Hill, but I don't go get the barbecue. They got some of the best fried catfish I've ever had outside of my own cooking. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that, that's probably what I'd have to do. Well, I know what you mean. I think Matt's telling us that he's going to do a cook-off for me, and I think he's going to lose because I'm from New Orleans. So you gotta, you're got going to have to really come with the spice and, and everything. I'm going to have to take you down. <laughs> we, can, we can definitely do that, man. That's my other, that's my other thing. Like, one day I want to have a restaurant, but I, I, I'm, I'm constantly in the kitchen. Like, I, that's my thing. So, so what Matt is saying, we're going to do an episode like Chopped. Um, and then we're gonna, <laughs> the mystery ingredient is going to be something weird that none of us know what it is, but I'm going to still win anyway. So I'm, I... <laughs> Hey, as long as you got mouth watering and, and it tastes good, I'm, 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 I'm good with you. We, we grow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with Matt. I do cook, but I am definitely not an Emerald Legacy. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I call it a couch cooking. You know what I mean? Like we, we cooking and then we sit back on the couch while, while something's brewing so we can watch football for a minute, you know? <laughs> absolutely so i'm not gonna ask you your favorite team because you might upset me so we're gonna we're gonna move past that <laughs> i would i wouldn't even talk about pro football if, it, if that's the case so <laughs> all right so let's kind of go to our next question it's gonna be a fun one so let's go to finding my dreams so what is one aspiration that you had for yourself that has come true in your musical journey thus far well i mean you know, as far as what I've done, it's for the most part been independent and I can say that it's been a climb, but it's, everything's been up as far as, you know, I don't feel like I've stepped backwards. Every goal I set, I go for, and I at least get it. Um, Sometimes it's overshot. Sometimes it's just the, the goal. Um, finding my dreams, you know, that's, it it is exactly what it sounds like. I I had a dream and I went after it and, and I'm still living it and I plan to keep trying, you know, and I think that's, that's life period. But when you can be happy chasing that thing, it's a whole different story. I think you hit the nail on the head. I love to use that phrase because it's true. Like, when we think of just your dreams and aspirations, I think for a lot of artists out there, it can be, you know, stressful or maybe for some people demoralizing when you don't actually get to the the part where you set for yourself and then people feel like they have to diminish that dream or they have to revise it in such a way where they lose their authenticity as an artist. But I feel like you said, as long as you're moving forward and it's something that you enjoy and that you actually can make it profitable at one point, um, I think that's just what, what people need to kind of stay focused on instead of um, looking at the big artists out there. Because sometimes you can see that and it can be intimidating, um, but people feel to realize they have a lot of backing, a lot of financial support, which helps them to to have the numbers they might have. And then the difference is, is a lot of them don't own the rights to some of the music or even the creative direction that they would like to share their music. Um, can differ so um, I love that you're independent and I know 
you know, with time, you know, people are going to learn more about Matt Tucker and his music. And you're going to get to that place where you feel not only comfortable, but you can see hey, it was all this hard work that led to where I am now. And that's that's the beautiful part about um, being an artist when you have that drive. And then when you get to those pinnacles of success, you remember where you came from. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm right there with you. So this is might be a, a really hard one, but I want you to kind of tell me, do you have goals for the next five years or anything that you've kind of set that you want to start to work or lean toward working on in the next five years? Well, um, I don't know that I've set them for that far ahead with my music, but I do have goals, period, um, with what I have going on. And that that being said, I've I've during COVID, I recorded a full album, full length album, 13 songs. I've now released two songs off of it as singles. Um, I got a cool surprise coming up in February that I haven't really announced yet. And I don't plan to probably till after, you know, the first of the year that's going to, I feel like be a game changer and help us out a lot. Um, then obviously we've got the rest of the album to figure out what to do with. And, that's right now that's my concentration and my my focus on with my music um live shows i mean i continue to i continue to do that and and you never know where that's going to go depending on with what's going on with the music side of it um i've set a personal goal to try to do more shows that are focused towards my music whereas me being independent and and from the time i've started playing to now you know, we did a lot of cover, if you want to call it cover band type bar gigs where we're we're doing a lot of songs people already know. And my goal is to play my songs. You know, I want to I want to go, you know, I want to sell tickets and either I lose money or I make money, you know, but I'd rather be doing my stuff to, you know, so the people, you find out who your supporters are that way, you know, who who likes your stuff. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm glad you said that, Matt, because I think that can be another stressor, like you said, with ticket sales. And it's also created ways around that, too. Um, I have one guest that I spoke to on this show, and he has his own company, which is called Fanded. And he mentioned about, you know, the importance of like doing Kickstarters. It's very similar to like a Kickstarter um, account, but it helps people to be able to promote it and share it with their fans and then get more exclusive you know, behind the scenes, you know, access to you. So that might be even another way of like kind of looking at other avenues and things out there that can assist you in that journey. But I I can't wait to see or hear as well what you have in store in February. Hopefully we'll get it exclusive, you guys, at the beginning of the year and Matt and I can kind of talk about it. He can maybe announce some of that on on the show in the future when you're singing some of those live songs because I would definitely want you to come back and sing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the spill. We just ain't going to tell the bill right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I love it. And you know, my lips are definitely sealed once I find out because we were just waiting. And when you're ready to announce it, we'll we'll definitely hear about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about our next question, Blue Collar Anthem. So can you tell our listeners more about your other career outside of singing and how do you balance your career and your personal life it's a blue collar anthem was an idea um a buddy of mine that used to do the artist thing and he's kind of stepped away from it but 
um, <clears throat> he had this idea for this song, and I brought it to the table when we were writing in Nashville. So we come up with this blue collar anthem song, and it's probably one of my top stream songs. You know, one of one of the top five, I guess, online. Um, and it's honestly, it's just I feel like it's how I was brought up. You know, it's just it's what I know. You know, and um, uh, pre COVID when I decided that I was going to leave corporate world and go music full-time back in 2015, I, I stepped into the roofing industry. Well, fast forward to COVID when everything shuts down, I started my own roofing company and I called it blue collar roofing. So, I mean, that's just me. I mean, that's, that's my life. I'm, I'm just a blue collar guy. Um, I think everybody I know pretty much is. So that's where that started. And I love that that Matt mentioned that because there's so many artists out there right now who are, you know, parlaying and doing three and four different types of careers and jobs, and they still can love the music and still love their job as well. I feel like that's something I would like to hear more of with artists, because sometimes you hear someone say, I'm just doing this until I make it big. But I think it's great when you're an entrepreneur and you have your own company. And then even if you choose to kind of dial back from how much time you're investing in that company you can still have other family or friends that are so keeping the money rolling in that way, but you can still tour and you do have more flexibility when you're an entrepreneur to a certain extent than when you work just maybe for one company or someone who's kind of picking your schedule for you. So I, I love that you're able to do both and, and you're doing both successfully. So that's great. Absolutely. I, I, I'm right there. And you know, that I'm, I'm proud of what's happened so far. Um, by no means, <laughs> Am I, you know, the next rich celebrity, but um, I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm proud of what I got. I'm proud of the songs I put out. And the biggest thing is I'm, I'm okay talking about it. You know, like uh, I like what I've done. And, you know, either you do or you don't. And I'm not being one to say, hey, I don't care about you if you don't like my music. That's not what I'm saying. It's It's – it's the fact of the matter is everybody's got their own opinion. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's okay. But I'm doing what I like. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, that's the authentic part of you as an artist. And that's what people who are your fans can gravitate to. Cause they're like, this is a Matt Tucker song. Like there's no question when they hear it, they know your voice, they know your intention because that's who you are on stage as well as that's who you are in the recording studio. And that's who you are in life. And I feel like when all of that aligns, then it makes it easy for people to really connect with an artist then when they put on a persona, you know, on stage and, and then you're like, well, who is that person outside of the stage? I feel like that really makes you such a unique artist that people want to gravitate and learn more about. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I guess I agree with you on 100%, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me what's been one of your biggest takeaways thus far um, since you've been a recording artist? What's something you've learned about yourself as a recording artist? And the second part of that question is how have you felt that music has changed over the past 20 or so years? Well, something I've learned about me is, um, you know, in this industry, I've learned that being humble is the biggest thing. You know, I mean, no matter what part of the industry you're in, everybody's here trying to do something. So, you know, you got to, respect all the roles. I mean, there's 
nobody's job is more important or less important than the next person's job. And honestly, that's just life. You know, it's not just this industry. So I've had to learn to humble down, you know, like I'm not, it's good to have that drive feeling to where you get upset about stuff, but it's a, at the same time you got to go, well, it's not their fault. If you're going to get mad at somebody or upset with something that happened, because typically it falls back on yourself anyway. <clears throat> so, you know, that's just, that was something I've had to learn the hard way, I guess, because I'm, I am a bullheaded, hard, hard headed guy, but I've learned not to be anymore. So, and I guess with the music industry over the past 20 years, I mean, I think this is, in my opinion, there's trends. And of course, you know, from 20 years ago to now, production quality is a whole lot better. Um, what the world is wanting as far as sound goes, I think is still just pockets of trends. I mean, you know, this whole right now, especially Nashville, this whole, supposed 90s thing is coming back. Well, I mean, there's always some type of something and and whatever you want to call it, it comes back around. It always comes back around. Like something comes back around to from where it was or where it started because foundation is the future. And there's always there's always a little bit of change in that foundation, but it always comes back to the foundation. At some point, and and it may move forward and change again, but there's always that foundation, if that makes sense. It does. And in my career as a counselor, I used to actually do um, a worksheet and I would have a picture of like the blueprint and then I would have like a house. And I would always tell people the foundation represents like your values and morals that kind of govern your life. That's the actual foundation part. And a lot of times people forget, like if you don't have a steady foundation, it's hard for you to kind of make sure anything will stay on a level playing field. And I feel like with music, as you mentioned, there are a lot of trends and things that will exist with music, but we have to remember like where it originated from with rock and roll country, R and B jazz, like no matter what type of music we talk about, there are a lot of pioneers, but there's still samples that people use all the time from, from earlier artists or, maybe a song or a lyric that stood out to them and they create another song. So like you mentioned, there are a lot of trends and challenges we start to see on these different platforms, whether it's TikTok or Instagram um, as two examples, where you start to see different people who are paying homage out to artists or who are kind of copying something that's very similar, even with dance moves as well. Like you start to see stuff that happened 20, 30 years ago that's coming back and or being kind of revised in a different way so I do agree I think music has shifted but like you say if the core of the, the artists and who they are as a musician if you can keep that in line and then learn from or use other parts you can still be very creative and people will support it if they love the the, the music that the person is singing um, I feel like the soul plays a huge role in the music that I listen to I like listening to people almost their soul in the music versus the actual sometimes music itself. Yeah, for sure. I'm right there with you. Like that that's what speaks. <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> so I'm gonna play a quick game with you. I like to call it like a word association game. So you're actually gonna be my first 
artists that I'm going to ask questions similar to this. And this is going to be something I'm going to start doing more of um, as it relates to some of the Black Canvas episodes. And then for some of my listeners with Space Between, we'll be asking something similar as well. So I'm going to mention a word to you, and I want you to tell me either a artist, a family member, a friend, or any person you choose that represents this word. All okay. right, so the first word I'm going to give you is brave. Brave. Um, gosh. It's my favorite sports team. <laughs> I, knew but, you gonna, I knew you were going to slip something in like that. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I would say brave. Yeah, I got to say, like my kids, man, they're just, they take on the world. Um, They listen, they're good kids, and they, they're brave about things that I ask them to try that they're scared to do. So other than that, yeah, that's probably, yeah. I like that. What about the word powerful? Who's someone that you know or maybe an artist that you look up to that's powerful? Powerful. There's so many, you know, obviously we're, we're as a society, you're fed what you're fed by the media. Um, so if you, if you take it on the entertainment level, I don't think anybody's powerful. You know, they're, they're, they're force fed. We can all be that person. Anybody can. Um, what's powerful is when people realize where when they actually realize their purpose in life and they realize what they need to do, what they're supposed to, how they're supposed to be, what kind of person they are to other people. Like that's powerful. You know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. And I feel like you're right on, on that. There are a lot of people who are kind of told what to do and how to be. And I kind of alluded to that earlier, how that happens in a lot of careers where people feel forced to, to do or say things because management is pushing them in one direction. So you're right. Um, I feel like power sometimes is in saying no and being able to be direct on certain things when you don't agree with it. Yeah, what about absolutely. Charismatic. Who's a charismatic person in your life or someone that you admired? Um, so I was once married now divorced but everything's cool with all that and who i'm with now my my girl now she's probably she's my biggest fan but she's also somebody i much very much look up to she don't even know that you know that i look up to her because i I, the top person she is so um you know shout out when she's if she gets to hear this so (laughs) Well, I hope she does. Maybe we can dedicate this episode to her. Maybe so. Maybe so. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, then we're going to do that. Do you mind giving me her name? Her name is Morgan. Morgan. So, Morgan, if you do listen to this, we're dedicating this to you. And I think it's it's a great lesson of just like, like you said, loving yourself, but also loving other people who you can admire from afar and the people we live with. You can find that within yourself. And that means that Matt has kind of done a lot of soul searching to know what to look for in himself before finding a mate. So I, I love that we're going to dedicate this to Morgan. <laughs> absolutely. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the word icon. Who would you say is an icon in the industry? 
Oh man, uh, is, is it, does it have to be a living icon, or is this is any? This is your game. You do whatever you want. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously Elvis, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, so many icons. Johnny Cash. You know, um, if you want to go living, I, I, I'm a big fan of Blake Shelton. I think he's got a very versatile voice and style. Um, I love. I mean, I love all music. I love all kind of entertainers. I like. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan. Um, I'm a big. I'm so. I'm. I'm a fan of so many. It's crazy. Um, so icon was. Yeah, that had that, that that had to be where I'd stay on that. You know, as far as you know, when I think of an icon, I think of folks that molded what we go after. So definitely your Johnny Cash's, your Prince's, your Elvis's, you know, um, Michael Jackson. I mean, you name it. That's that's. I mean, those those names alone. Every genre uses something or, or I'm sorry, not uses, but comes, you know, you can, you can see or hear something in every genre from them. I agree with that. And I'm going to leave you before we move to our next question. All right. All right. All right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that didn't sound like Matthew McConaughey, but I just had to throw it out there. All right. that's, that's that famous one, right? That's that famous. No, everybody knows that. <laughs> everybody should know that one. Um, what about bold? Who would you put as a bold person that you've either been around or someone that you admired who you consider to be bold? Um, my dad. Very bold. He's going to tell you what he thinks, how he thinks it should be, whether you like it or not. And I think that kind of bleeds through me as well. So for sure. All right. And the last word on word association for you is smooth. Who has a smooth voice or someone who's smooth in the way that they handle situations? Oh, man. Smooth voice. Got to be, I mean, in my industry, Chris Stapleton. I mean that, that, that vocal, and, and Randy Hauser. I mean Ronnie Dunn. They, they, I mean them boys can. They just smooth. I mean I, I'm I'm a big fan, and they also inspire me a lot. I like that. Now I like Vince Gill too. That's a voice that. I oh remember. wow! Yeah, he's he's he, he just got what they call the CMT giant thing, where they did a TV special. Yes, most definitely smooth, smooth, smooth. And killer guitar player. Yes. I mean, I was just talking about this with another artist on Black Canvas. And one of my favorite performances that he did was with um, Carrie Underwood. And I just never will forget, you know, when she sung How Great Thou Art. And it was just, it was such a great moment in music. But I just love Vince Gill. I love what he stands for. And he's just someone who I've always had admiration for. Yeah, for sure. Right there with you. All right, so we're almost done, Matt, but I have a question I ask every guest, and it's if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Matt? You know, honestly, I'd probably just, I'd say don't do it. 
And that <laughs> saying that means don't be the hot-headed guy. Don't do it. Don't 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 do all the wrong decisions, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, I would say live your life. Um, go after your dreams. Start earlier. And you should have finished school. Um, but the end, the end game is okay because you're just fine. I love that. And Matt, that might be a really good song for you. Like, you're just fine. Like, I think you could really make a great lyrical, um, you know, composition of just those phrases. And like, you're just fine. I think a lot of people need to start to hear that as a mantra, you know, just remind themselves that even when you go through challenges, you're, you're just fine. If you don't like parts of how you look or things going to, you'll, you'll be just fine. Everything is going to work out the way it needs to. And sometimes we have to tell ourselves that even when we don't fully believe it, but when you start to rehearse positive mental imagery and sharing things like that, it can make a huge shift in your life. And like you said, as a kid and a teenager, we just sometimes don't know which direction we're going in or maybe someone's trying to guide us in a direction we're uncomfortable. But, you know, when you really do find your purpose and you find who you are and your challenges, you know, anything is possible. And we can see, obviously, Matt has grown up to be a, not only a great person, um, a great musician, but a great father. And just you've done a lot of amazing things in your career. But as a person, people really are connecting with you, which is the reason why your music is so great. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Um... Yeah, it means a lot. No problem. So, Matt, this is the last section. I want you to let our listeners know where they can find you online. And then the last part, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of share something you and I talked about, something that's near and dear to you as it relates to music and something you want to share, if you don't mind kind of letting us know more about um, a song that we kind of talked about and then your purpose and things that you want people to know. Yeah, so it's pretty easy uh, to find me. It's um, it's Matt Tucker Music. Um, you can Google Matt Tucker Music, and my website is matttuckermusic.com. Every social media handle is at Matt Tucker Music. Um, <clears throat> send me a message. I mean, I'll respond as quickly as I possibly can. And, yeah, the, the, the new deal is um, I just let a new single out for Friday. It's past Friday. October the 7th, and it's called Can Survive. I partnered with the National Cancer Assistance Foundation uh, during COVID, and I wrote a song for the organization in regards to people that, you know, have to basically deal with cancer, and that's whether you're a patient, caregiver, or just somebody that wants to help. Um, it's just a song f f to, to spread light on that, and it came out Friday, October 7th. Um, you know, y'all go check it out. It's it's out now. It's very, we're proud of it. Very proud of it. It's very 90s country sounding, um, but it's it's just a inspiring song that we want everybody to use and love to, and hold it close to them, so. Absolutely. And share that title again so everyone can go right now and go stream it, go find it. Say that title one more time for us. Yeah, song is called Can Survive. So it's kind of a pun on cancer. It's Can Survive. 
Absolutely. And Matt, you are the epitome. It, it just you, you have done so much thus far for so many people. And I feel like when people really get to listen to your music, they're going to find a part of you in their, their living rooms, in their cars. You know, hopefully they'll go and see you on tour when, when the next tour happens and you're doing stuff. We just want to support you and your music and your career and your life. And I just, first of all, thank you for giving us yourself and sharing on this platform. Um, you didn't have to be here and you chose to, to really share openly about your experiences. And Matt, I, I just want you to do great in everything that you see for your life. And I'll be here to support the best I can. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time and even reaching out and wanting to do this. So that's just it's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, it's pretty, I'm really excited. Like I said, it's your music definitely inspires me and hopefully our listeners, if you haven't heard, please stream it. It's on all major platforms, correct? That's right. It's everywhere. Awesome. So y'all please stream and um, Matt, do you have a YouTube channel as well or anything yeah. that they can find? Okay. I do. All you got, like I say, Google Matt Tucker music and you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to set myself up for this before we end, but tell us who is your favorite football team. Let's see what he says on that. We talking college or pro? Well, let's talk both. Well, I'm a Gamecock. So I'm a Carolina Gamecock for college. That's, that's where I went. Um, okay. Pro. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, not, I'm close to right. I mean, the Carolina Panthers Stadium is 20 minutes from my house, so that's that's the close ball team since they've been founded. But when I was young, man, I I used to remember I watched, you know, Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman all the time, man. I mean, that was that used to be my team. So I'm going to um, kind of just tell him on that note, we're going to, yeah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my favorite teams, of course, growing up being from New Orleans, of course, the Saints. There's just no question. Um, I used you didn't to, even have to tell me that. I you mean, didn't even have to tell me. I already did. <laughs> but I mean, come on. I mean, I used to be at all the games at the Superdome and just, it was just, it was a great bonding experience with my grandfather and I. So I just will never turn my back on that team based on those experiences. Even when our team was called the Aints back then, and it was very frustrating because, like, they would throw, like, tomatoes on the field and then he had paper bags. It was it was very traumatic as a kid. Um, <laughs> but I just remember just loving that we had a hometown team that I just enjoyed. And, I mean, I love all college football, so I'm not going to just pick a team. Of course, everyone's expecting LSU. I mean, of course I love LSU. But I just love to see college athletes, especially now that they're giving the opportunity to – uh, for athletes in college to make money and to start to promote themselves. I think we need to start seeing more of that going on because in my opinion, you know, a lot of college athletes have been, you know, used um, in their image to make money. And I feel like it's time to give the power back to yeah. people who really are putting a name out there for these universities. What if it's division one, two or three, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel like we need to start seeing more representation um, as relates for the actual student athletes, um, because they they do have a lot of financial stressors. In my opinion, absolutely, yep, absolutely, yeah, I agree. Man. So I had a great time with you, and I would love to have you back if you want to perform on my other show, Space Between, in the future. And I have some news for my listeners. I just started an actual third podcast. Now, this one I won't be on as frequently. 
um, but I will be co-hosting on this one. Um, it's called Embracing Your Love Marks. If you guys have not followed it yet, it is available on Spotify. So I have an introduction of my first episode. Um, so if y'all can definitely follow, stream, share it. Uh, it's called Embracing Your Love Marks. And it's going to talk about self-help and wellness and, and being able to find our purpose through our pain. So I do want to hopefully get some more people to kind of learn more about it. And if you want to learn more about mental health and wellness, I will be here to kind of really give some tips to assist um, a lot of our listeners. So please join if you can. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Matt, well, you have a great rest of your day and we will talk soon. Sounds great, man. Thank you. Have a great night. All right, you too. Bye. See you later. Oh, 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 oh,